Hey guys, this is Stu Marshall from the band Night Legion, and you're listening to the Focus on Metal podcast. Hey, Metalhead, Scott Thompson here, welcoming you to episode 305 of Focus on Metal. Have a couple of great guests for you this week. We've been waiting for this guy to come on the show for quite a while and finally get hooked up. I'm talking about Stu Marshall, another one of these guys. It's incredibly busy in lots of different bands, and we finally got Stu on the line live from Australia, giving us the first look at his brand new project, Night Legion. So we thought that was pretty cool to actually be the first people to talk to Stu about Night Legion and lots of buzz about this band now. But we got that interview for you this week. Also this week... Got the band Stepfather Fred on the show. And when I say band, I mean actually the band, almost the whole entire band. One guy not on the line with us, but otherwise, most of the band on the line. And uh, having a lively discussion with uh, Stepfather Fred as they release their brand new full-length one called Dummies, Dolls, and Masters. But before we dive into our chats with Stu Marshall and all the guys from Stepfather Fred, what do you say we play us a track of the week? Track of the Week this week comes to us courtesy of our friends at AFM Records. And a pretty cool one this week, one of my favorite bands, Brainstorm. And Brainstorm recently put out, well, October 14th anyways, they put out a re-release called Memorial Roots Rerooted. So basically a remix of their 2009 album, Memorial Roots. So a very cool effort by Brainstorm. This is something they really were putting together for the fans. Just something to, uh, to give out to everybody. I think it's very cool. And uh, by coincidence, just this week, I just happened to be listening to uh, Fire Soul quite a bit. So this one just kind of fell in line for me as the perfect track of the week this week. As usual, this thing is also available as a digipack as well. And the digipack, besides the regular 11 songs, there's also bonus tracks on the digipack, the vinyl, and the Japanese edition. So lots of good brainstorm there for you. But uh, as I said, great band. We've had Andy B. Frank, the vocalist on the show before. Very cool guy. And uh, again, this is just a really, a really nice job that they did on the remix of this. So, of course, you know, with all these great tracks to choose from, what am I going to do? And I just thought I'd pick one of those classic, upbeat Brainstorm songs that punches you in the face and keeps on going. I'm going to play you a track called Seems to Be Perfect. Again, track of the week this week from our friends in Brainstorm, courtesy of AFM Records, off of the brand new release, Memorial Roots, Rerooted. So here you go, Seems to Be Perfect. Yeah. 
And there you go. Your track of the week seems to be perfect from Brainstorm. If you want to uh, hit those guys up on the web, it's brainstorm-web.net. So first out of the gate this week is my guest, Stu the Hammer Marshall. You guys know him from Dungeon as well as Death Dealer. But now he's put together what is essentially, in his case, a local band for once. Bunch of folks living around the vast expanse of Australia, but it isn't the usual vast expanse of the world that Stu works on. And as I said, we got the first crack at talking to Stu about his brand new band, Night Legion. So rather than me talk about it in this big, long-winded intro, why don't me and Stu talk about it instead? On the line with me tonight is the amazing Stu the Hammer Marshall, probably the busiest man in metal south of the equator. How are we doing tonight, Stu? Scott, really well, mate, and uh, thanks for taking the time to have a chat. Hey, no problem. I've, you know, been following a lot of the stuff that you do, and like I said, you know, I mean, I can't believe how busy you are, but of course, I know in music today, you got to keep a lot of balls in the air and, and uh, to be able to make a go of it, but any one of your projects, just amazing stuff. I've been a really avid fan of Death Dealer. And, of course, along comes a, a, a new tease I, I hear from a nice clip about uh, Night Legion. And, uh, you know, contacted your PR guys. And I'm like, I, I got to have I gotta have somebody from Night Legion on. And I never actually thought, especially with you living in Australia, we'd actually be able to hook up on the phone. But so happy when he said that uh, Stu Marshall would be happy to come on and talk about Night Legion. So uh, welcome to the show. Thank you, mate. Yeah, and um, I'll talk about metal all day long, so um, <laughs> looks like we've got something in common. Awesome, awesome. So knowing you know how busy you've been over the last few years with all the stuff with death dealer and i've i've been you know very fortunate to talk to some of the guys from that band as well what made you decide to to want to go ahead and, and put together a whole new uh a whole new band with uh some people you've been working with before but then uh, some other people as well what uh what kind of brought all this together for you well uh yeah the first couple of years death dealer was very busy and we we had some great touring in, uh, overseas we played with motorhead and slayer last year and when we came off the road there it was either time to write album number three for death dealer or you know to take a break and with sean being so busy in dennis sherman which has taken off mm. fantastically for him and ross has been really busy touring with the ross the boss band uh, I had a lot of material sitting around and wanted to have essentially a local band in Australia because I haven't played a live show here in five years. All my shows have been played overseas, either in Japan or, or America or Europe. So mm. it really came about from a hunger to want to work with some people locally that I admire and that are good friends as well. Um, I've got a, the other, well, the bass player in the band is from my old band, Dungeon, which has been uh, sort of folded for over 10 years now and we had a great friendship in that band so um really it was just out of wanting to play with some of my best friends and having a great deal of material because i'm constantly writing i've got a, a commercial studio attached to my home and so weekends when i you know grab a couple of glasses of wine i'm usually writing songs and there's got to be two or three hundred ideas in there and uh so that's where the idea came from was to pull together with some good friends and have have some fun and it's it's turned into a little bit more since then you can tell too you know you're constantly writing just all the amazing stuff that you actually kick out all the time uh just insane stuff and uh and of course i, I thought it was a little bit different that this time you decided to also go for uh for a female fronted band well i've been working with 
Shannon, the vocalist, for many years on different projects. She's a session singer here in, in Sydney, hmm. uh, sorry, in Melbourne, in Australia. And, uh, you know, over the years, she's done a lot of backing vocals for albums that I've produced. And, it, it, you know, she's a great human being and it seemed like a good pairing. Mm-hmm. And I approached her with some of the material and said, look, what do you think? You know, even resurrecting a couple of the old Empires of Eden songs that um, may not have received the attention I thought they deserved. And we can resurrect those with, with a new flavor. And so there's a couple of those tracks there and she was totally into it. And as soon as I heard the vocal tracks back, which you can hear on the sample, um, it, it is mind blowing the power she has and, and the unique voicing she has. She doesn't really sound like anyone else out there at the moment, which is great. So, uh, yeah, a very, very obvious choice for me. Yeah, yeah, it was very interesting. You know, you, you read the press release and all that, and, you know, it talks about being a, you know, how it's going to be a different sound for, for female vocal. And, and I was like, oh, geez, I don't know what to expect here. And and I was expecting, like, were we going to go with some kind of a, like a, a real guttural vocal or, you know, what was Stu up to with this and played that track. And it was, and it was exactly that. I was like, Holy crap. I really like this. Just, they just stand out so much. And, and I was like, okay, now, now I get it. Now I get what the press release was, was uh, talking about. And that really made my enthusiasm really skyrocket about wanting to, to talk to somebody in the band. And of course I figured it'd be further on down the road when you guys had assembled more stuff but when this dropped in my lap so soon i was like oh fuck yeah you know obviously want to get people all wound up about this because uh i think this is going to be uh possibly even bigger than death dealer it just seemed like it's 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 just spiraling on on all cylinders with that just that one track mike thank you very much um yeah, the, the sample, we've got a sample video up on our Facebook and it's got two songs there. It's got uh, the song Night Legion, uh, which we're debating about doing a clip for at the moment, and a, and a, and a song called Enter the Storm, um, which was a, a, an Empires of Eden track. And it's funny, the feedback I've received privately from a lot of friends, um, they're hearing the difference in the style as well. This is power metal. Mm-hmm. That's what we're doing. Um, we're not reinventing the wheel, but but the flavour and the sound of the band is different than than what's out there at the moment. And I appreciate you saying that because uh, it's always every band wants to separate themselves from everyone else. And while that is a good thing, um, if you change metal too much, it's not going to be metal, right? So uh, we, we're just doing our thing our way, and and hopefully people can hear the honesty in it. Yeah, yeah, but you know, you you talk about that in, in you know in in power metal, there is that thing of everyone trying to differentiate themselves, but then you also because of of being in that genre and certain kind of key attributes of of that kind of music, people they'll go to a certain point and and then stop. But this sounds like with what you guys got going that you can you you don't really have that restriction. It sounds like you you guys are going to feel really free about what you're doing, but however you do it, it's still going to have some of that, some, some stamp that goes, God damn, that's power metal. But, um, but just without boundaries, is, uh, that's kind of what I'm seeing you guys doing. Yeah, we feel quite free. Um, and I think the thing that let's talk about the classics, let's talk about Maiden, Priest, um, you know, Hammerfall, Halloween, these bands had real colors and textures. And, and while we sort of, you know, think of Maiden with, you know, around the hills and whatnot, um, you know, everybody knows the depth and width of what those bands did. And uh, while I'm certainly not saying we're near that level um, of genius, that sort of movement inspires us. So do we, you know, we just don't want to be doing songs at 220 beats a minute. There's, there's a whole range of textures that we can do in this in this genre. And 
I'm excited about it, mate. I've, I've got to tell you, you know, we're all really pumped in the band. We, we all met up the other week because um, we live in different states in Australia mm. and uh, had a rehearsal uh, and, and so we got together and had a bit of a chat about the future. So, you know, the thing worth noting is we only announced this thing two weeks ago. Like right. this is really super new, and um, you know you're the you're the first person we've spoken to about it, which is great. Yeah, and actually, the day that you guys announced that is the day I actually put it up on our news site as well because I heard that track and it was just like I have to blast this out. But it must be different <laughs> for you, right? To to finally actually be in a project with some people that you can get together on a semi regular basis, face to face, as opposed to kind of these far flung ventures that you've been doing. Yeah, it's true. I guess the, the real upside of technology is, like, especially with Death Dealer, um, and, and I'm in another thing called Blaster to Static, which is pretty much a U.S. West Coast thing. Yep. We, we did some shows in Hawaii in January. A lot of that occurs over Skype, and Skype this day and age um, really bridges that gap where you just work with people face-to-face, uh, you know, in the studio. I've got a pretty good setup, and... Um, the funniest thing is one of the reasons why I started working with people overseas is because I found even people that lived in my same city, uh, you know, they just couldn't get the time together to work. And so you, it, was, it was quite bizarre when we talked to people about Death Dealer with, with literally scattered worldwide members. Yeah. You know, how do you write an album that way? It was amazingly efficient. Yeah, everyone just turned up. Everyone just got on, on Skype. Everyone just got together and, we, we, you know, Sean and I wrote most of, of the first album and, and the second album was a big collaboration. So I'm really super comfortable working that way, provided you're dealing with professionals. And uh, But it is much better to have local people that you can catch up and have a beer with. Yeah, exactly. There's that whole other part of it, right, of, of that whole going out, grabbing a pizza, grabbing some beer, and, and just, uh, you know, that whole part of it. So, yeah, I just, I just figured it definitely must be unusual for you to to, to, be, to be in this situation again in uh after all the other stuff you've been doing lately, um, you know, even with guys like Sh- with Sean and Ross and stuff like that, uh, definitely a different experience. Yeah, like um, in Death Dealer, you know, uh, we're, we're all really good friends. One of my best buddies in the world is Mike Mike Davis, the bass player who, who played with Halford and Lizzie Borden. And every time we get together, we're just like, dude, we should be living in the same country, honestly. Um, so... Yeah, no, but it's it's all good, mate. It's it's a very good, strong team. Between bands at all, do you ever have to find that you need to differentiate, you know, guitars or amps, or or do you just go with whatever you feel like and whatever feels comfortable? Do you ever feel any need to differentiate sounds at all? That's a, that's a good question. Um, I don't really because I have a, a, a writing style that I've developed now um, that you know it's kind of predictably my thing, um, <laughs> and. I just kind of do my sound my my way. I have my guitar tone. Um, I guess working with the different people and and the way in which they play and the sounds in which they they produce creates that separate feeling between all the different bands. Obviously, vocally it's easy, but um, you know, I'm playing with different bass players, different drummers, and yeah, I, I don't think any of my projects. Uh, sound too much like anything else. I'd like to believe that. I don't know if it's true or not, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely you do have that that kind of, you know, sound. You kind of hear that and go, yeah, that is, that is Stu. Now, you know, obviously you're still like just really in on kind of the ground floor of Night Legion, but 
any plans to do something similar to like what you did with War Master with having, uh, you know, like when you guys put out War Master, I went out, I got the whole full deluxe package, just like that was just kind of like a physical copy, like just fantasy land with that. And any, any lookout of doing maybe the similar thing for Night Legion? Yeah, absolutely. Th- that actually, the War Master pack um, was the genius of Sean. That was a really great idea of Sean's. I think the Warmaster pack had 17 items in it mm-hmm. for like 30 bucks or something. Um, yeah. Packed, packed full of, of really good value. Um, I'd love to do something like that with with Night Legion. And what you know what the funny thing is, we released uh, Warmaster on our own as mm-hmm. dealer. We didn't have a, an official label, and that first release was very successful. And then the second release, we signed with a Swedish label uh, who had some funding. So when you sign to that label, you kind of, well, you are actually handing over your product for them to sell, right. and it can be challenging for the band to then go, well, let's pack in more value, um, of which the label has to pay for. So yeah. it all depends on what happens in the future as far as the label that we sign with and the size of the package. But uh, certainly, we are going to be designing a whole bunch of merchandise, and you know, the logo looks really cool, and, and that all that kind of stuff. We're working with an incredible artist. For the album art, I just cannot wait to show people what yeah. we've got coming up. Um, there's a guy called Dusan Markovic. Oh, yeah. He does insane work. Yeah, absolutely. And you've used him before with some stuff. Yeah, he's, he did the, he did the last Death Dealer cover. Um, he is a great guy to work with, but an incredible artist. Mm-hmm. And so we've got some pretty pretty cool stuff we're working on with him for Night Legion. He designed the logo and stuff like that. So. Yeah, I think every step we make, we kind of have to pack value in because why else would put someone buy a piece of plastic? You know what I mean? Right. Um, it's up to us to be on the front foot to make sure there's value there for people. Right, yeah. I, I even talked to Sean about that too, and I was like, Sean, dude, like the first album was just like so awesome with what you were given, and he, he basically said the same thing, was like, yeah, it's, it's a label thing. But I think that's one of the cool things that, you know, metal fans, I still think by and large, we like to buy physical copies of things and if and and we like to buy these you know these deluxe editions or these japanese you know import editions and all that kind of stuff and so it's a it's a perfect fit when you got a, a band like you guys that can put out cool stuff like that i think that really just that draws in even more people to want to get the the whole package yeah totally agree i i'm the same you know um when I go to buy a CD, I want to go, well, what am I getting apart from a 10-page booklet? Right. You know, is, is there any, yeah, but, um, yeah, I agree with you. Knowing you, you know, running the commercial studio and all that, have you come across any great new guitar toys at all this year that you're like, wow, this is just something I really wish I discovered years ago? Man, I'm glad you asked. I've, I've just partnered up with a, with a company. Um, the, the, the tool is called the Atomic Amplifier. Oh, yeah, yeah. And... So I went to see um, a, a buddy of mine uh, is a guy called Russ Parrish who plays Satchel mm-hmm. in Steel Panther. Yeah, and um, you know I, I I only just know him, but he's really good friends with Jeff Martin, mm-hmm. uh, and he played on our Blasted to Static album. We did a, a we did a dual solo. Anyway, yeah. I went along to see Steel Panther play live and was blown away by the tone that that Russ was using. It was absolutely amazing and. No amps on stage or anything. I thought it must be a Kemper or, or an Axe Effects or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went backstage and I'm like, bro, what are you using? And he told me about this atomic amplifier. He's like, it's a third of the price. It does everything you need. And I, I, I was completely sold. So I contacted the distributor here and, and we worked out an endorsement deal, which is fantastic. 
Um, this thing is it, it well, in kilos, it weighs 1.8 kilos, so mm. it's really super light. But it has all of the processing power of an AxeFX and uses impulse responses like a Kemper. So yeah. for those people that, that may think I'm talking in a different language, <laughs> well, I am talking um, It's a tiny little box that does everything really, really well. Yeah. And uh, I'm using it actually in the studio today um, directly into, into my interface. So um, this is the greatest new little toy that I found and uh, highly recommend you check it out. I think it retails for 500 US, which is just stupid. Yeah. Um, I can't say enough, mate. I, I'm, I'm doing a live, um, a live video, uh, maybe uh, uh, prior to this airing, but um, on the 17th, uh, I'm doing a, a, a live to air thing um, where I'll be talking about that on the Night Legion website. So yeah, love it, mate. It's a great yeah. tool. You're actually the, the the first player that's ever mentioned that one. And, uh, you know, you, you see it advertised all the time and you look at it. And again, yeah, you, you think, well, how does this compare to, to a Kemper or an Axe Effects or, uh, you know, a Helix or any of that? And then I ended up checking it out on uh, a little review video for uh, on YouTube from a, a place over in England. And it was like, holy crap, that thing is actually freaking amazing. And, and of course, you know, power it was it's powered by the Studio Devil stuff. And I remember years ago having Studio Devil plugins that I loved. So it, it made sense. But it, it is cool to hear someone else actually talk about that thing. Yeah, I've, I put a few of my friends on to it who, you know, they paid full price for it. And um, I think they've got a 15-day money-back guarantee and whatnot. But, uh, I, I'm, yeah, I've converted a few valve amp purists to it and uh when you consider i need options for fly dates i need i need a you know i've got a lot of mates that have huge messily rigs you know dual rectos and you know in, in rack cabinets and it's like well when it comes time to tour um are you prepared to pay the couple of thousand dollars of extra freight yeah. or and what if it breaks down in bulgaria you know what i mean like what if there's bad power um so the realities of the road dictate that you need something that works, that's light, and that you can kind of get shipped to you overnight globally. And um, these are just the concerns that the reality on the road is mm -hmm. that's what it is. So, yeah. uh, no, mate, very, very happy with yeah. it. And you can literally stick it in the same case with your guitar as well, just like one shot, done. Yeah, you know what? If you put uh, three cigarette packets together, I guess that would be the width of it. Yeah. Um, it's light. It's uh, got like a... Like, kind of like a die-cast metal finish, so it's super robust. Um, yeah, straighten your backpack, mate. Yeah, yeah, because the first time I saw it, it, it kind of reminded me of like the, the you know the old Line Six Pod. But then I like I watched that review, and I'm like, that doesn't respond like a pod. That thing is pretty damn cool. Yeah, I've been a big pod supporter for many years. Uh, the HD series I used uh, for a long, long time. Uh, um, they're great great little units but this is the next level this is this is really about true amp feel and response right there's, there's a sophistication to how this thing works that the pod just can't touch and um mate I've, I've looked at the helix they're a great unit but they're just too heavy uh you know the campers are fantastic but you need a foot switch with them um you know the the axe effects is great but you need a foot switch and a rack um the axe AX8, I think, is the, the, the floor unit. Uh, looks fantastic, but just for me, it's just too heavy. So when you're looking at these these truths, there's there's actually overriding realities about why you would pick a certain piece of gear over another, and, and yeah, yeah, it's interesting. 
Awesome. Yeah, that that that's definitely like I said, very cool. You're the first person that's mentioned that one, and uh, yeah, I was I was pretty amazed when I saw it as well. But uh, yeah, so that yeah that racks up as a as a big toy. Are you are you a pedal guy at all? Do you do a lot of work with pedals at all? I know that at least probably not touring because you want to be kind of keep it slimming down. But when you're at home recording at all, do you ever mess around with pedals? Mate, I don't. Um, I've I've always searched ever since I was in dungeon. You know, probably for the last eighteen years just search for that single button, single tone scenario. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it just, it's one thing less I need to deal with than a chain of, of but, you know, potentially great sounding pedals. But um, the reality is true. Uh, the more issues you have, you know, or things you have in your signal chain, the more issues you can potentially have. Um, I did a, a, a tour in 2014 with Death through Europe, and I was also guitar teching for Zach Wild, <laughs> and so that was an incredible experience on its own. But Zach had a pedal board. Yeah. Uh, obviously, he's um, he is the true Viking, and uh, you know he's got his own pedals, man. As you know, he's got the MXR, the Zerka pedals, and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, he doesn't run any of that off power supply because they can't be trusted. He's running them off batteries. Um, you know, the batteries were changed every second day. And it was just me looking at that, and and while that works for Zach, don't get me wrong, he's the master, uh, and has a tech. When you're on the road like me, and I don't have a tech, I need stuff that is kind of bulletproof. Yeah. Uh, So so pedals, cables, leads, no thanks. I just (laughs) need to hit one button, and the thing the thing works, and have a backup unit just in case. Um, So yeah, that that kind of explains it, I guess. the, The kind of mindset behind why i'm thinking the way i am yeah yeah and it's probably a good thing that zach uses kind of most of his pedals are pretty much off the shelf commodity like mxr pedals and things like that because you know he's also stomping down on them with those big boots every night too as well so that's gonna basically beat the crap out of it especially if he misses and he hits a lead or two that's uh yeah that's that makes a long night for you fixing all that stuff mate yeah and look i was completely blessed to see i I think zach wild really is the last guitar hero like, I think when you're talking Eddie Van Halen and all these guys, I really think he's the last of, of that breed. And to watch that guy night after night walk up for rented backline that was different at every single arena um, was just a pleasure to see how he operated with what was given to him. It was, it was really incredible. People, there really should be a, a video for gearheads on, on exactly how Zach operates his rig because when he's touring normally, he's got all of his own heads he's obviously now he's got his wild audio stuff but um yeah man what a professional
Yeah, he did do, I think earlier this year, he did like a rig rundown with Premier Guitar. When I think when he was stopped around like Nashville and they sat with him and went through his whole rig. And it was actually pretty cool to watch. And of course, Zach's always a character when he's talking anyway. So it's just kind of added that whole other Zach factor to it as well. But uh, yeah, very, very cool little rig that he uses. Yeah. The big question people are going to want to know is, uh, you know, when, when do we think we're going to see some type of album from Night Legion to, to, to bless our little metal ear holes? Well, I think the album's going to be ready to shop to some labels uh, probably mid, mid-November. Hmm. Um, you know, we're eight songs in from a writing perspective now. So the, the flavor of the band is, is developed now. I know how this thing's going to sound, which is great, and that's why I'm so excited about it. It's really about uh, partnering up with the right label, finding out a schedule, um, and also supporting this with some touring. So I'd like to have this out in April, um, but a lot of that's going to depend on who we partner up with and how all that works. But um, I'm going to be releasing progressively samples of the album between now and the end of the year mm. um, so people can really get a flavour of exactly what it is we're doing. And, um, yeah, hopefully get people... Uh, excited about what it is we're we're up to. Nice, nice. I don't know though. April, I don't know. That might that might to me. That's like a bad month to do albums, just because if you always do like the second half of the year, then you you kind of hit everybody's. You have at least you have like a seventy percent chance of hitting like all those best of lists, and then p- people who haven't heard of you like read those lists and go. Who's this Night Legion band? Why are they on everybody's list? And it's, I always find people that release things like the first four to five months of the year, it's very rare they actually make those year-end best of list and get that extra boost on the album. Okay, I'll keep that in mind, mate. I, the, the reason for suggesting an April period was that there could be some touring around it. Mm. Um, you know, we've already had some offers to play Japan. Nice. Um, so, uh, yeah, I guess we'll just see whatever partnership we have with the label and, and we'll keep that in mind. Yeah, but, I mean, definitely, I think this is one of those, those uh, you know, the sound you guys got going, obviously the great stuff you write. I just feel like this is one that's going to hit a lot of people's lists uh, of just like an album that, that you want to hear because it's going to stand out and it just wouldn't want it to get, wouldn't want it to get lost. Yeah, one of the cool things we're doing as well, I've failed to mention, we're working with a video producer called Ove Lingval, who's just done the new Hammerfall clip. Hmm. Uh, he's just done the new Lordy clip. Uh, he's working with a bunch of European bands, and he's out of Sweden. He did the Death Dealer Break the Silence video clip. Okay. So we're working with him on, on doing a clip. Uh, we're not really sure of the song yet. Um, that we're going to go with, but that's going to happen in October, November as well. So we've got a pretty busy time between getting that video together uh, and recording and finishing the album. So yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Nice, nice. And of course, some sometime in there, you guys got to finish putting together the website and all that too. I was a little bummed. I was like, oh, I'm going to check out what else I get on the site. I was like, oh, still working on that. I guess I'm a little fast on the draw for this, but uh, I'm sure there's going to be a great site to go along with everything as well. Yeah, mate, we're actually focusing at this moment on our Facebook page mm. because we're interacting. Well, every single day we're putting up some new infos. Um, so we're using that really as a live informational tool for, for, for Night Legion. So we're trying to get people to, to that interactive space um, initially, but we should have a website up, I'd say, in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, and now you're going to... Tr- uh open up uh, anything on Twitter as well. That's always been a, a really big avenue lately now for bands, especially here in the U.S., is, is using Twitter. 
yeah, we have a Twitter account. You can find us on Twitter. Uh, we've got some. The uh, the Facebook itself is really designed to give you know visual video um, live updates to people. So yeah, we're for now trying to get people to go there. Um, like I said, yeah, every day we're throwing up something new. All right, and and uh, so what's the uh, should they just look for Night Legion when they're up on Facebook and they'll be able to find you? Yeah, yeah. The the, the page link is just Night Legion Metal. Awesome. Uh, but if you put in the terms Night Legion, you'll find the page. You've got the, got the NL logo up there. And uh, drop us a like. And, uh, you know, if anyone's got any comments, I think, you know, it, it's really a good a good place at the moment while they allow us to continue promoting bands through Facebook to, um, <laughs> you know, give people daily updates on everything yeah. that's happening. Yeah, that's, that is awesome. Well, cool. I think I probably kept you long enough from your from your writing endeavors for the evening, but I'm 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 really psyched. I finally able to uh, to actually get you on the phone, uh, especially you know being in Australia and stuff. And uh, of course, uh, you know, welcome to come back on the show anytime. Uh, we can talk some metal. We can talk some gear. As you can tell, I'm I'm actually a, a extreme gearhead. Love to have you come back on anytime, especially when the album drops. Whether you come on or or Clay or or anyone else in the band, uh, it'd be great. To uh, just go ahead and, and uh, you know reiterate, hey, this this album we teased you about is out, and uh, so like I said, anytime you want to come back on, Stu, we can hook it up and make it happen. Mate, thank you very much. Uh, yeah, look, if you're a gearhead, um, I do have to give a shout out to BST Guitars, who I've been with now for 16 years, mm. um, and uh, I have my own ESP model uh, that they built for me in Japan. We're trying to get that into production. Um, so, yeah, they've been fantastic. And as well, uh, Elixir Strings and Dunlop Products. Mm-hmm. We use a lot of Dunlop stuff here. So, um, you know, these are companies that actually care about the artist. Um, you know, I know we throw out the name, uh, but I'm reciprocating the fact that when we're on tour, these are the, the companies, ESP especially, um, that service us when we're in Romania, that service us when we're in Japan. Um, that provide all the tools. So, yeah, they're, they're worthy of a shout-out. Oh, yeah. Everyone that has worked with ESP, they always have, like, just really great things to say about the support that they give to their artists. That's definitely one of the, I think, one of the standout companies that, that does that consistently. Well, it helps, too, that the, the head guy in the States, uh, Chris Canella, has been a long-time band guy. He's been a guitarist in bands for years, so he knows kind of everything about it. So, um, yeah, just worthy of a shout-out, man. So, thanks. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And Dunlop, too. And, you know, another great uh, another great group of companies there, too. A lot of stuff under that Dunlop name. And uh, and again, they I mean, they've been around for a long time. And, and I mean, even my ancient 70s Dunlop crybaby why, though it's noisy, it still works. And uh, some good stuff there. And right there, Stu's phone just cut off. He had let me know earlier in the interview that he was down in his studio and he may have some weird connection problems and everything. But I said, yeah, no problem about that. But uh, in this case, he called me back about, I don't know, five minutes later. And he was like, oh, sorry, dude. You know, my, my phone, literally the battery died in it. And he wanted to make sure we were all wrapped up and all that. But of course, you know, you're doing an interview, you're in the flow of it and stuff and something like that happens. And then it's a little bit of a gap. You totally lose exactly where the hell you were at and at that point i was tired and and my brain was mush and i couldn't even remember where i was at at that point in the interview so uh me and Stu just tied out set our pleasantries and uh he headed off back to do more night legion work in the studio and obviously you're uh, saying to yourself hey uh, you didn't play any night legion and that's because any of the night legion that exists that i have i am not allowed to share with you yet uh 
I still have to keep it under wraps. Rest assured, it's extremely, extremely good. If you want to get a taste of it, though, I would urge you to go up to YouTube and look up Night Legion. And there is a nice trailer up there with a whole bunch of little teaser bits laying in there. And I'll also try to put that up on the show notes up at focusonmetal.blogspot.com. In the absence of being able to play you some Night Legion, though, I thought that, you know, Stu and I talked about the fact that they recorded or re-recorded the uh, classic Empire. Empires of Eden track, Enter the Storm. So uh, why don't I play you the original Empires of Eden recording? So this one is Enter the Storm with, of course, Stu the Hammer Marshall on the guitar. <laughs> Step farther, Fred. Originally, when this one got set up, I was supposed to just talk to Matsy, the bass player. I got on the line, and uh, I had three quarters of the band on the line. And uh, sometimes, you know, you do those full band things, and uh, they get a little bit dicey and uh, a little bit out to lunch. But this actually flowed pretty good, especially for a band that I basically knew absolutely nothing about going in. Even more so considering that I straight out admitted to them that I knew absolutely nothing about them going in, except for the music on their brand new one, dummies, dolls, and masters. But I'm sure that some of you guys, especially those of you in Europe, you've probably long been aware of this band and uh, maybe even seen them live because they are definitely one of those live entities out there. But as I said, here in the States, we really uh, haven't been exposed to Stepfather Fred until now. So uh, as I said, very cool band, kind of a diverse and varied spectrum of influences that are going into the album. You got songs that are straight out more like an ACDC grinding straight ahead song. And then you got stuff that even veers into U2 territory. And it's, it is all over the place, but all of it is uh, stuff that you listen to it and go, yeah, I could definitely see them play in this live. And the other theme to all of it is it's definitely stuff that they intend to get people up and moving. So uh, let's hear what's Stepfather Fred has to say. Hello, we are Stepfather Fred. It's me, Basti, on the vocals. Matsy 
on bass. And Julius on drums. And, and you're listening, listening to, to Focus on Metal. metal. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Hello. Hey, how we doing, man? Hey. Hey, we have three. Oh, all right. Yes. Good deal. So who do we got? Um, me, Matt, Matze, and our drummer, Julius, and our singer, Basti. Awesome. Well, uh, let's do this thing. Obviously, guys on the line, I've got a bunch of folks from uh, Stepfather Fred, brand new band to the show, and actually a, a brand new band to, to myself as well. So, of course, i got to ask the obvious question right off the bat. What the heck is with the name Stepfather Fred? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you really uh, are the first guy to ask us that question. <laughs> yes, Stepfather Fred was in the first rock and roll sailor on uh, the seven... Uh, seas, yes, <laughs> and so we thought it's uh, awesome. This guy is uh, the first rock and roller, and that's great. <laughs> Basically, cool. we had trouble to find a band name. Yeah, it's a long time ago. We had our first gig and had and had a, a name. So, and read about this guy in the newspaper, and thought, oh, it sounds great, and we took the name. <laughs> Because, you know, I first read it and I was like, okay, is this this is like a great name for a porn series, Stepfather Fred. And I was like, all right. <laughs> 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 and then, of course, you know, you look at the first track off of the new album and I'm like, yeah, okay, it definitely could be a, a porn series name. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so obviously, you know, we're talking today about the brand new release from you guys, Dummies, Dolls and Masters. And uh one thing I like about the new release is that it is really hard to categorize you guys, that you, you kind of have a whole bunch of different things going on in here, but uh, all of it definitely rocks out. I can see that you guys have a lot of influences among all the members. Yeah, you can say that. I mean, we don't really say we want to we wanna create that kind of music or that kind of music. We just uh, go to the rehearsal room and we just play and whatever comes out of our heads and yeah we just do it if we like uh, a riff or an idea we create something around it and uh, that's how our music yeah works we have no borders when we write songs yeah 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 it's pretty obvious with uh with a lot of the stuff that you've got stuff that kind of goes back to acdc then you got a few things that are even more of a almost kind of a u2 vibe to them so uh, yeah all over the place yeah but I, I noticed one kind of common theme throughout the whole album, which is pretty cool, is that you've got a, a lot of good riffing and, and heavy stuff, but there's, there's always this groove that, to me, I, I'm like, this, gotta, this has to carry out really well live, and it seems like at least part of your mission statement with what you write is to actually get people moving when they're watching you live. Yeah, that's what we, yeah. we play a lot of shows um, live, and it's always uh, we, we, we live music. We are basically a live band. It's... The reason why we make music is to play live. It's a lot of fun and um, uh, it's you can our passion. Better transport the energy live as on uh, CD. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And that is one thing that's, that's uh, unique about you guys is looking at all the dates you have coming up. And, you know, I talked to a lot of bands and they might have, a, you know, either if they're on a tour, maybe they have a run of dates, but usually it's a smaller number of dates. But you guys just have this kind of nonstop schedule of stuff and uh, definitely can tell you guys play out live and, and are writing for stuff that is going to come off really lo well live. And I can see that, you know, listening to all of this, that it's definitely stuff that you can just walk in anywhere and just blast any of this stuff out. 
that's right. <laughs> you know, just kind of like I said, overall, really cool album. You know, start off with Bitch Banger, which is just kind of straight ahead, just you know, rocks your balls off, and and Freedom Call's got a cool vibe to it as well, and and of course, Beat It. I know it's the single off the album and stuff, but uh, that seems to be like to me like a really good choice for a single because it seems to have a bit of everything from this entire album is all into that song and uh it, it just kind of throws you curveballs where you think you know one thing about what stepfather fred is about and like eight measures later you guys are doing something different i think that's a really really good choice for the single now did you guys decide to make that the single or was that more of a uh, uh label decision um, we we make it this way. We um, ask uh, amount of friends um, before we release the album, and uh, um, they can hear the songs and they rank the songs. And we had two or three songs. This was "Beat It," "Libertine," and I think "Relief," yeah. which were the best songs, or they voted the best. And so we took, we decided that we want to take um beat it because it's a typical hard stepfather fred song and yeah that's that's really cool we have a a bunch of guys that are really into our music and we they they come to our shows and everything and we can always like send them new material and new stuff and they listen to it and they always um have an honest opinion um about that stuff and yeah yeah I mean, that's definitely, uh, you know, you talk about Libertine, Beat It, and Relief. Those are definitely three very, very different songs. But uh, I think Beat It is probably, like I said, the best one for the single because it really I think, shows everything you guys can do. And, of course, the video for it is actually pretty damn cool as well. So the problem is that when you have a patch bay in your studio and it's down low in your rack and your cat likes to rub on the patch cables... You get what just happened. So while my cat finishes its love affair with my patch cables, I think this would be a good time to play the single off of Dummies, Dolls, and Masters. This one is called Beat It. It's uh, 
transpons the, the message of the song. Yeah, video. you have beat it in. Changing life, it's never too late. <laughs> you have to fight for it, yeah. Yeah, and you have to work for it. So it's match, it matches good with the boxing video. Yeah. Yeah. It's a never-ending internal fight for... Yeah. The whole life. For the whole life, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it is actually a pretty cool pretty cool video. And I, and I like the fact that it uh, it also really shows kind of the vocal range as well that's there. It can sing like really hard, but really melodic and, you know, and all those, par those parts. So it's I, I like that part of it as well. Thank you. <laughs> so, of course, you know, one of the songs on here that I think is really cool is Shuffle Man. And I listened to that and I was thinking, how do they pull this one off live? Because just the, the timing on that is just like really demanding and uh is that like is that a bitch to play live or is that just like you just go for it i mean i'm the drummer and i i really like that song but it's very very hard to play live because it's so much happening and it's just um exhausting yeah but um yeah it works it works good we all like are yeah yeah we're not the perfect musicians but when it comes to our music we have like an understanding that we we really work together as a band, and I think that's um, that's a reason why that song works live. Yeah, we play it every show. Yeah, wow. this yeah. this song because it's a it's a um, hard, a powerful, a powerful song yes. which blows the people away. <laughs> <laughs> so the stage is always uh, the room of the on front of the stage is always empty. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, I, I said it's pretty. I just I love the timing on it and stuff, and, and and the fact that the way the drums are are essentially moving underneath everything else, but they do those stops and stuff, and I'm just thinking, wow, this is just such a freaking cool song. Yeah, uh, thank it's you. one of that songs the the people can't dance, but it's a good uh, song to show how uh, the hardness and the energy from Stepfather Fred. Yeah, yeah, and you know, you just mentioned something that's that's uh, actually something that I really like about this is that everything isn't like dot the eyes perfect. That there's it's just like real people playing really real music and stuff, and and it isn't you know, hours and hours of perfecting every last note on here. And I think that's just a very cool thing about this. And, you know, even with some of the songs with the, uh, with the guitar breakdowns and stuff like that, it, it isn't just kind of gratuitous playing and stuff. It's, it's very jammy and you, you never lose the energy and stuff like that, which I think is, is just a, a really cool way to, to do songs. Yeah, we don't want to make perfect music. When we go in the studio, we try to make real music. make make real music and stay real. We don't like um, auto tune everything. I, I mean, of course, you sometimes have to have to trick, yeah, but um, we always try to to give our best to sound on the album like we sound in the studio. We look that it's possible to play the songs live. Without Andy's, without Andy's, any samples or something else. So yes. we try to, to to record the song this way, so that we don't have the problem to play it live. Yeah, because like the breakdown at the end of Freedom Call, that to me that was great. Is it's just it's kind of like you guys who just suddenly just decided to jam your asses off in there, and uh, <laughs> it just it just sounds so live, and the and the vibe is so cool with that. No, thank you, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Of course, you know, the, uh, one of the songs on here is, uh, what is it, tra track? I don't remember what damn track it is, but uh, <laughs> it's early here. That, that's oh, okay. <laughs> what time is it? I'm like, it's like Saturday morning, I'm half awake. 
imprudent. Yeah, imprudent. Uh, yeah. I love the baseline on that one. It's uh, it's kind of got a the old Cliff Burton vibe to it. <laughs> now, was that something that you just decided? Oh, I'm going to screw around with it and, and go for it, or uh, what was the deal with that? <laughs> we, uh, we we just said that's how we write our songs. We just had the idea, and then we worked around it. And I I guess Matsu just came up with this baseline. I yeah. think you're the first guy who makes a compliment for a baseline. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm very pleased. Oh no, I mean it's music like this. It's it's man, it's all about the, the drums and bass. I mean that's what gets people to move their asses. And uh, yes, and of course, you're right. you know, and I key into it just from a you know from a producer perspective, but also because I played bass for years before I switched to guitar. So when I hear stuff like this, I'm like, ah, that's just freaking cool. It isn't. It isn't just the you know the normal let's follow the route and stuff. There's and uh, there's a lot of cool bass stuff in all these songs. Where I, I hope people catch it because there's there's uh, even as simple as it sounds, there's there's all kinds of little cool shit going on in every single one of these songs. Mm, thank you very much. Cool. Thank you. <laughs> so uh, you know, of course, people out there that are that are new to you guys like me, as far as online, people want to get in touch with you guys, find out about dates, all that stuff. Uh, where would they go online to find out everything about Stepfather Fred? Basically everywhere. We are on Facebook, Instagram. Now we try Twitter, but yeah, let's see how that works out. And you can always subscribe to our newsletter on our website, and yeah, then you get the latest dates about gigs and stuff. Yeah, I think the most information will be on Facebook and on the homepage, Instagram and Twitter. And <clears throat> these ones are just for uh, some nice pics. <laughs> or watch our videos on YouTube. Yeah. yeah, own the channel of our uh, label El Puerto Records or our own channel. There are the older stuff. It's also very good music. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, and that's cool. That you guys are doing a newsletter because I've talked to a couple other bands and I said, why don't you guys just you know have something on your website that people can sign up and they get info and it's like wow, we never thought about doing that, but it's cool that you guys already have that in place because that's definitely yeah, a good way to do it. It's because. We think uh, sometimes uh, in, in the future the, the Facebook will break down eventually, <laughs> and uh, we wanna catch our our fans at the basic, and we have an email contact to the fans, so we are not de dependent on Facebook. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, I know. For me, I'm I'm like so tired of Facebook. I've got one of my co-hosts actually does. All the Facebook stuff, I just like, I don't even want to deal with it. Just like, yeah, you go handle that. But uh, like this kind of stuff is great. Yeah. So obviously, you, you know, looking at your site, looking at some of the dates, you guys definitely have a shit ton of dates coming up. Do you play pretty much almost all the entire new album on uh, what you're playing live? Mm, well, we play a good mix. We have two uh, self-released albums and uh, some, some song uh, we have. The video songs we play all the video songs every show because this is the stuff that people can watch after if they co come home and want to look a video from us or they find the songs we played and uh, most of the set is is the new stuff from Lummy Stores and Masters that's right cool but the old hits we play the old hits <laughs> the old hits <laughs> <laughs> cool 
and uh, also, I like the fact that you guys paid a lot of attention to, uh, to to cover art on here too. It's a it's just a pretty cool cover. You're kind of looking at it, and it's kind of like, well, what the, what the fuck's going on here? And uh, <laughs> I, I just like that. It's just it's just a really cool cover for the album. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we have the idea with the mannequins, and we have a good photograph of a friend of us. And it took us a whole day to get this one cover photo. It's, it's a real picture. So we, real we really picture. had those mannequins sitting at the table. The only thing that's um, like photoshopped um, are the arms. You stick the arms into the into the mannequins, and that's uh, yeah. It's cool. It reminds me of some of the old like hypnosis covers that they used to do for like UFO and stuff. And uh, you know that was all like live shots too so it's just it is just a really cool cover it's uh it's definitely uh like a very european thing you wouldn't see an american van do a co cool cover like that but uh yeah i think it's pretty awesome <laughs> thank, thank you, you. <laughs> so you know one thing and as i would get this question from my co-host you always ask this but uh you know the music industry now at least here in the u.s it, it kind of sucks you got fans that are kind of fans of the day and then you know, two days later, they're not fans of that band anymore. I know Europe, it's a lot different. People stick with bands for a long time, which is pretty freaking awesome. But uh, knowing how sales are and stuff like this, what do you think is, like, what do you consider to be success for, uh, for Dummy Dolls and Masters? Hmm, well, that's a difficult question. I don't know. We, we, really, we really want to play live, so a big success would be if we, if people start listening to our music and then come to our shows, like, maybe listen to the album, but then come to our shows and see us live because that's where we we're at home let's say that yeah yeah, yeah. we really are a live band we we all want to play live all the time that's why we make music cool have you ever done any shows with volbeat at all because you guys would be a great bill with those guys it would be great maybe yes <laughs> would be great well don't know what the future brings but yeah. everything is possible but we haven't done it yet. <laughs> oh, that's too bad, yeah, because I think, you know, they're, they're like a band that's hard to, to mix with, with a lot of other bands, but, but they go off well every time. And then, like, when I heard Shuffle Man, I was thinking, holy crap, these guys would be like, what a great double bill, but with Stepfather, Fred, and Volbeat. And I think that their fans would hear your stuff and be like, holy shit, these guys are, are pretty freaking awesome, too. I just think it's a, a really good fit with the two of you guys. No, yeah, maybe. It's been awesome talking to you guys. Uh, I think it's a great way for me to start my Saturday morning. And a lot of times you get like the, the group interview and it like quickly morphs into a clusterfuck. But this has been pretty cool. Really enjoyed it. And hopefully, I know you guys are playing your asses off live, but hopefully it won't be as long a wait for the next Stepfather Fred album. And uh, when that happens, love to have you come back on the show. And uh, we can let everybody know that uh, Stepfather Fred is back with a new one. Or if you just have other shit you want to let people know about, you know, you can just shoot me an email. I'll uh, be happy to help you out. Cool. Thank yeah, you. Thank, thank you, you very much. much. Nice. All right, man. Well, uh, have a good rest of the day. And again, uh, thanks for uh, thanks for talking to me. Yeah. yeah. yeah thank, thank you. you. <laughs> All right. See Bye. ya. Later. Bye-bye. All right. How about one more from Stepfather Fred off of Dummies, Dolls, and Masters? This one's track two. It's called Freedom Call. <laughs>
my chat with the guys in Stepfather Fred. I hope you guys were digging that one. Like I said, very interesting album, very varied influences. If you want to find out more about those guys, you can go to stepfather-fred.de. And as we talked, you could sign up for their mailing list and get all the Stepfather Fred info and updates right in your own inbox. So that will be a wrap for this week right here on Focus on Metal. Got a great guest coming up next week. The one, the only, the voice of rock. Yes, you know what I'm talking about, Glenn Hughes. On November 4th, Glenn will drop his latest album, Resonate. And he will be stopping by Focus on Metal to talk to us all about it. So that's the uh, that's the big show next week is talking to Glenn all about Resonate as well as the upcoming tour, the past tour, all kinds of good stuff. But uh, it will all be here next week along with I don't know what else. I've got uh, lots of other audio so it'll be Glenn and somebody else very cool next week right here on Focus on Metal. So I've done some very intense mathematical calculations and I figured out that there's five days from uh, November 4th when Glenn's album drops to when our Glenn Hughes episode will actually air. So you got five days in which to pick up Glenn's album and have a deep dive study of it so you can follow along with us at home as we talk to Glenn all about the album. What do you think? It's like your first official Focus on Metal homework assignment. But before I go, just want to remind everybody out there that uh, you should always take Take a trip over to earpeeler.com. If you want your one-stop shop to get all the best music shows, both video and audio, then that's where you want to go. Head over to earpeeler.com. gets updated every single day. There are a ton of shows, things you've heard of, and then I guarantee you there's a lot of shows over there that you've never heard of before. So again, earpeeler.com. you got to love it. It's free, and they do all the work for you. Before I head out of here, why don't I just go through the usual end-of-show drill. Follow us on focusonmetal.net, focusonmetal.blogspot.com. You can talk to Richie over on Facebook, and you can hit me up, as always, on Twitter. And that's it. We are done for this week. Sticking a fork in it. This puppy is through. So for Richie, myself, and everybody else here at Focus on Metal, have yourselves a great metal week. And until we invade your little metal ear holes once again, remember... Focus on Metal! Everything else is insignificant. Still here? It's over. Go home.